Podcasting from Baldwin, New York. Welcome to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Bringing you everything Baldwin Athletics, including news, game breakdowns, analysis, interviews, and much, much more. Prepare for the laughs, hot takes, hard questions, and everything in between. Now, here are your hosts, ready to dive into everything Bruins sports. Isaiah Bell and Sophia Smith. Welcome back to the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. We're in our last week of fall sports here at Baldwin. At the end of the season, multiple teams found their way into playoffs, including boys and girls varsity soccer, varsity field hockey, and varsity volleyball. Girls varsity field hockey was eliminated in a tough semifinal playoff game versus Pequot on Sunday. Varsity volleyball will play later today, April 19th, in their quarterfinal game. And both our soccer programs will compete in their playoff run later in the week. Good luck to all of our athletes and coaches. Today's interview will feature two members of varsity football, and we hope you enjoy. Today's guests are two of the most exciting players to watch, seniors on Bowdoin varsity football team, wide receiver and defensive back Kenny O'Jakiri, and running back and outside linebacker Maurice Webster. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, guys. Um, So it was definitely a weird year, and, like, all of us have been in this fall sports season that was, like, super unprecedented. Um, If you could describe, like, your season, just, like, the the two words that come to the top of your head, what would you say? Just so unorganized and fast. It wasn't really, like, football, you know? Football, like, that's, like, a 12-week thing. This week it was only seven. Mm -hmm. One preseason, and he had six games, and I was there. So I'm like, it went so fast. People wasn't used to hitting people were sore and all that, people was getting hurt, people dropping the flies, and mm-hmm. yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was hectic, and like he said, it was unorganized. We never really had some, anything clear cut, because people got hurt, people mm-hmm. with COVID, quarantining, you know, it all made things difficult. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, you guys are seniors, and you know, sometimes you know, you get that senior feeling that, you know, this is your last time doing this. So like your first game going out, you know, until the field this season, did you guys get that senior feeling like, oh snap, like this is the last time I'm doing this? Yeah, I got it. Like, I haven't really made a name for myself yet. And I still, unfortunately, didn't only play two games. But going into that first game, I said, man, I got to make plays for myself and this team. Mm-hmm. So that's how I went out feeling. Oh, yeah, my first game was their second game. And so the first game, you know, we won. I, I think I had a really good game. Uh, I didn't really get that senior feeling, but. Cause like I feel like I, I treat every game regular. Mm-hmm. I don't really let any emotions get to me, but you know, like at the end of the season, it all felt. And I, I think that's when it really hit me. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like you guys said, you lost the first game of the season, your your season opener, which was away. How did you guys both feel after losing your your first versus Valley Stream North, which was a was a well fought game that just kind of kind of slipped away towards the end? Like, how do you finish that first game with a loss and and look for the rest of the season? Well, honestly, I scored the very first play of the mm-hmm. game. We forced a fumble on uh, the first play. They started off on offense. We was on defense. We forced a fumble. Then right after that, I scored. So I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be a blowout. And then unfortunately, things didn't go like that. Right after they had like a well, like a 12 play drive, they scored. After that, we couldn't just execute on offense. I don't know. We just probably like, felt like we won the game already, even though it was only like two minutes into the first quarter. Mm-hmm. And yeah. yeah, that game was one of the games that I missed because I was in quarantine. You know, I, I was really like mad at myself. I let the team down. I knew that, and I knew that with a, I feel like we would have had a different outcome if I was there. 
Yeah, you know, both of you guys, um, you guys have played so many games here and have had so many, like, games where you just have played lights out on offense and defense. So when you guys, you know, are having some of your best games, what's going through your mind? Oh, what's going through my mind? That's I'm, I'm, I'm like, coach, give me the ball. Because, <laughs> like, once once I get going, I like, because I feel like I have such a high confidence and, like, I, I, know, I feel like whoever steps in front of me, they can't really guard me, so... Once I just get one catch, once I get going, I feel like I just keep heating up and feeding off of my energy. Yeah, same thing for me. The only difference is that he's through the air, I'm on the ground, like mm-hmm. carries, he likes catches. So I'm like, when I get going, when I get, let's say, a 10 yard run, I'm like, okay, I want more, I want more. And then it's not just me. I got my brother Trey, he's mm-hmm. two, we mm-hmm. had Keon, and then years past, he had a great like, backfield, and like, we all just had fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and then it opens up the passing game as well, because people start playing the run. So everybody has fun if he wants to execute it. Yeah, it's definitely obvious, like how you guys feel about playing, like when you step on that field to the to the minute that the clock goes zero. Um, so after that season oper- opener, you won back to back games, twelve nothing versus Westbury, and then twenty to twelve versus Hicksville. What do you think that you did in practice, you know, after that first loss that directly led to you guys winning back to back games in the second and third game of the season? Well, uh, I can't speak for the second, uh, the third game. I played for the second game. Uh, the defense is always doing well. For the first three games we scored, we allowed less than two touchdowns, two touchdowns or less on like offense. We wasn't really converted on offense, so I still wasn't trying to do much on offense, but defense is holding us down. And yeah, so defense picked it up in practice. Offense had a lot of work to do because they have a new coach. He does the offense and everybody was learning the offense. So yeah, offense is struggling all year, but defense is doing pretty well for the whole season and that really led the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like with that second game, you know, once I came back, <laughs> I feel like that we started to pick it up because you know, you, you got to bring a, a certain type of mentality and tenacity to practice. You know, I try to talk to my teammates. I like, we have fun, we joke around. I'll say that, oh, you're trash, you can't guard me. But it all, it all, just, mm-hmm. it all just makes you want to be better and compete and play harder. And with, with what Maurice was saying with the coach, yeah, I know, like, I felt like personally it might have been a little bit overwhelming sometimes. But as a football player, you know, you have to have the knowledge, you have to have the IQ. And you can't only be a physical player, you have to play mentally mm-hmm. too. So adjusting was a little bit a little hard at first, but I feel like I picked it up pretty well. Yeah. Yo, well speaking of adjusting, you and Darren, you know, connected well this year. You guys adjusted pretty well. So, you know, where did that chemistry, you know, like come about? Yeah, well, we were working in the off season, even with even despite COVID, we decided to meet up. We went to Southside, we went to the school here just to work on routes and and throwing and catching, just us one-on-one, and then we would be with other receivers sometimes too, so just building that bond. We were already friends, so we already had the chemistry, Mm -hmm. and then once we just got on the field, we connected. Yeah, and that was pretty clear in the the Westbury game. Kenny, you had a 64-yard touchdown run and 177 yards over four passes. Mauricio had eight big tackles with a couple ending in, um, you know, ending in Westbury's drives. How did you both feel after that game, obviously performing you know, to your ability and, and really just leaving it all out there? Yeah, because I, mean, I felt like I was making plays. Kenny was honestly making plays. Dan was making plays like 250 yards per air. That's great by all three of us. And obviously everybody else helped us do, because you know, it's a team sport. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be by himself. If Kenny has, like, I don't know, 170 yards receiving, the quarterback obviously do it to him too. The line had to block. Yeah. And defense mm-hmm. had to hold it down so we can all stay on offense and mm-hmm. uh, win drives. So. Yeah, that, that game, I would like to shout out my old lineman. You guys protected Darren. Darren delivered some great balls, and, you know, the defense was playing great. We pitched a shout out that game. Keon, the, the, the backer of the defense, 
one of the greatest players I've ever seen, a linebacker. He's ferocious. He's a very great player, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that second win against Hicksville, you know, was another great game, especially for Josiah, who had to fill in for, you know, quarterback for Darren. So, you know, how was it seeing Josiah, uh, you know, jump in, you know, for Darren during his injury and excel at quarterback? Well, yeah, that game, I was out, I was out as well, and Maurice was out as well. So. Yeah, but we, I did watch it, though. He was doing yeah. I think he did something very spectacular. He had a touchdown through the ground, mm-hmm. touchdown receiving, and a touchdown passing. So I think he did all three in that one game. I'm like, I don't think he realized it, but that's something like very special. Not many people do it because you got to be a quarterback. They throw the ball. A receiver's not going to throw the ball. He's a primary mm-hmm. receiver. They got to move the quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, that's just something you don't see every day. I've never seen that in high school. So I'm going to shout out to him. Yeah, I was gonna say um, I, I was watching the game as well, and um, I would say I'm not surprised with Josiah. You know, I've I've known him since I was in like fifth grade since I came here to Bolden, and I'm like, yeah, this kid's an athlete. I know yeah. he can pretty much do anything he wants to. So, yeah. Yeah, and. With Isaiah and I both knowing you guys for, for some years and knowing that you both really do love football, you know, Kenny was always posting about it during the offseason, you know, counting down some yeah. days. Um, at what point in your career or even, like, before you started playing football, did you really just, like, fall in love with football and playing football, watching football, just everything about it? Uh, for me, it started in 10th grade. I got moved up to varsity, and I'm going to be honest, I should never even been up there. Uh, I ran a track for Coach D. Carroll. He just saw that I was an athlete. I wasn't really that good at football at the time, but I was still a good athlete. I was pretty mm-hmm. fast. So he just said, hey, come up to varsity. And I said, all right, man, I'll come up to varsity. And, I mean, I had fun. That 2018 team had guys like Eric, uh, Gerard had a great line. They just all pushed me to rough me up a bit because I was small at the time. But, I mean, it was just good for me. It made me tougher, and it helped me do what I did these past two years for water. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I fell in love because my freshman year I got hurt. I, I fractured my ankle. And I feel like the time away from the game, it just – I never really knew that I liked it that much at the time, but being without it, that that like during the whole time I was just watching a whole lot of football, every Sunday, Thursday, fr- Thursday, Sunday, any day, mm-hmm. and then once I I was working so hard that summer going into my sophomore year, and I just put in so much time behind closed doors by myself with someone else maybe, but I feel like I feel like that sophomore year is what really boosted my confidence so much. Mm-hmm. Because it made me feel like, oh, I'm really good at this. Like, I feel like I could be pretty, I could do, I could have a lot of, I could have a lot of success. So, you know, that sophomore year is what really made me fall in love with football. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of your love for the game, you know, you go watch the games. If anybody has seen any of our games, they always see you after, you know, your teammates make a big play <laughs> or you make a big play, you're always celebrating. Yeah, so, you know, I got to ask, you know, do you make your celebrations up? Do you get some for, you know, for some of your favorite players? Like, I know Juju's your boy, you know, that yeah. Corvette, Corvette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, where you get your celebrations from? I feel like I feel like the Gritty is probably the best celebration okay. out right now. Okay. Um, I like the, I like Deion Sanders' celebrations a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's nice, too. Yeah. Maurice, what about you? I'm not the celebration type. I just keep it going. Keep going. After, I mean, I may feel good about it. I might clap, but I don't really celebrate like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know with the with the rules and all, we can't really celebrate. So, right. um, yeah. whenever I feel like I'm, I know I'm about to get into the end zone. I like to pretty really, really carry the ball with one hand, you know, which isn't 
Yeah. It's just an ideal. And and speaking of that, your your last game or your last home game of the season, you had one of those kinds of touchdowns. Yeah. You know, looking like Michael Vick. Like, what was going through your mind during that one? Did, did you see yourself looking like Michael Vick as you were holding it with one hand, or is that more of an afterthought? Well, like during the play, I, I ran a little out route, and then as soon as I caught the ball, our coach, our coach Polo, he tells us this one thing: it's Pierce, Pierce which means like just get up and run up the field. So as soon as I caught the ball, I heard that in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I saw, oh, I have a little bit of daylight in front of me. So then I feel like once I carry the ball one hand, it gives me like a little speed boost. Yeah. So I'm carrying the ball one hand, I'm running. And then I'm like, oh, I might get tackled. So I switch it over to the other hand. Mm -hmm. I'm still not really protecting it, but <laughs> only, thing I'm, only thing I know is in my head, I gotta get into the end zone, I gotta mm -hmm. get into the end zone. So I'm just running for my life because I know I want that. I know I want that touchdown, sure. and I know I definitely felt like Michael Vick on that. Maybe a little, yeah. little Sean McCoy too. No. Yeah, and uh, Maurice, I was letting you know, bro. You're an absolute workhorse on the field. You know, whether it's breaking tackles to get those extra yards on offense, or you know, laying the boom and uh, getting those tackles and sacks on defense. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, you know, what motivates you to play with that? You know, 250 percent, go at it every single play. Because not everybody has that. I mean, I just found out at like, I'm gonna say a young age, that I was just a good athlete and I just say, okay, I've seen a lot of guys that were good athletes just not make it to the next level and not be the best it could be because they wasn't really working hard enough. So the thing that's gonna separate you from the rest is just how hard you work. That's the biggest thing. It's not really about talent and all that. It's really about your work ethic and that's the biggest thing that helped me separate me from some of the other competition I had. And yeah, it just paid off. I didn't pay off the way I wanted it to, but it did pay off, so I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Not for sure. Uh, Kenny, this season you had another high. You ran a 72-yard touchdown. Um, it was the longest of your season. Can you take us through that play and just what was going on in your mind and you know what you saw in front of you? Oh, uh, the coach, he called Coach Polo called a, a post for me, and you know I'm like I feel like the post is my favorite route, mm -hmm. my best route to run. So I run it. And then there's a defender in front of me. I feel like he was about to tip the ball. Yep. So then he didn't. So then I realized, oh, I caught this. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, he's on the ground. I'm like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm still up. I'm like, there's no safety. I think I have a touchdown. So I'm running for my life. I had the ball in two hands. I'm looking back, looking back, making sure there's no one behind me. So then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in cruise control. Then, you know, carry the ball in one hand like Michael Vick. Mm -hmm. run, run, run across the sideline into the end zone. So, you know, it was a great experience, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Maurice, one of your highlights um, of this year was your 30-yard touchdown during your first game. Uh, did that really put a shine on, you know, your first game? And get, did that get you pumped up for the rest of the season? Yeah, that was probably one of the best plays of my life. It was a very first play, a first play, one play touchdown. I'm like, really, you don't really think you're going to score in the first play. You try like you are, but, like, you just know deep down, chances are you're not going to score. You're just hoping to get yeah. maybe four yards or so and just keep the drive pushing. But, uh... I got a 35-yard touchdown, like, untouched. It was supposed to be power. That's an inside run, but I ended up bouncing outside because there was nobody out there to stop me. And I just beat the safety to the end zone. And yeah, yeah. And on a play like that where you're able to succeed, do you kind of think, like, thank God I read the, the D well and I was able to go outside and s instead of just kind of, like, sticking with the play and said you, you read what they were doing and you knew you had to yeah, go outside? Yeah, it's more of a, you're not really, like, in the moment when you get the ball, like, you're reading the line of scrimmage and defense and how they react to the way you're running mm -hmm. and what gap you're going to pick. It's not really something you think about. Right. Any good back, it's a reflex. You just do it. You just do yeah. it, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like, I just did it at that time and it worked. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I think about, like, like Saquon Barkley, for, for example.
example. I'm a big Giants fan. Don't get don't get Isaiah started about that. <laughs> but when you watch him, it's kind of like like a reflex, like you said, Maurice. Like he yeah. just kind of just goes. He has a great cutback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what I, I honestly watched a lot of his film. He has a yeah. great cutback game. I'm trying yeah. to do too. That play that I ran it wasn't really designed to cut back. It's either I hit one gap or outside because that's how the play works. Mm-hmm. I took the outside and it worked for me. That was the right choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Kenny, you know, you mentioned earlier about, you know, going to South Side, you know, training, you know, doing your footwork. And you talked about how that, you know, strengthened your bond with Darren. But just overall, and I know you've been out there too. I see you, you know, always posting on your snap, doing that footwork. You know, you're, really, you're good with it, bro. I'm telling you, you're good with it. Um, so, like, how has, you know, training individually helped you, you know, during your games? Uh, training individually is just a, it's, it's fun. It's you. It's you and yourself. No one else. No one else knows you're there. No mm-hmm. one else is watching. You know, you just have the speaker playing in the background. You just look up your drills to do online, and then you, and then you just get to work. It. I feel like once you feel like you know that you're working, it makes you know that helps you know that you're 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 trying to reach your goals and you're getting to where you want to be. So you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, putting in work is like brushing your teeth. You gotta do at least something every day. Like mm-hmm. let's say the day I didn't hit the field, I said okay, I'm trying to like <laughs> 300 push-ups for the day. Yeah. You gotta do something every day in order to separate yourself. So whether it's doing say say 300 push-ups a day, or hitting the field, going to Southside with my team, or I even go to Southside by myself, it's a little bit of a walk for me. Or I go to the field, this field right here, practice fields, and get them some work. It's just something I gotta do every day. And even on the days like let's say okay, I just felt tired or sore, what I would do is I watch film because mm-hmm. film is something that we had a very like young and inexperienced team. A lot of people didn't understand. Our coaches urge our players all the time to watch film, and most of them didn't really do it. But once you start to understand football, film is gonna help you so much because it's like you're prepared for what the defense or offense is gonna do. So you're like always a step ahead. People say football is not always a game of strength and bronze. It's like a it's like a chess match. You always gotta yeah. be a few steps ahead. And that's mainly a thing for the coaches, but it's great for a player too. Yeah. Yeah, like back to what Zay said with the question, well, how the drills translate into the game. Once you once you know like you know your feet, you master your feet, you know your body. I feel like once I go out there, it's me by myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. there's no one else in front of me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and Maurice, especially hearing your answer to that question makes me have to ask, like, when you were when you were hit with an injury like you were this season, like, how do you kind of take that positivity and that motivation that you have and translate it into all you can do at that point when you're physically not able to, to perform and, and practice the way that you want to? Yeah, I mean, I originally hurt myself from saying like the first week it was on a punt team I just got stepped on it's a little swollen now something I was expected to push through I didn't even really tell nobody about it I didn't really get bad until after the Westbury game so I mean I was pushing through it for like the past three weeks until I had to step out I made that was a bad mistake by me and me costing my season because I should have went to a senior training mm-hmm. and just gotten it like fixed right there but I tried to push through so yeah that's probably a big mistake I made but I mean yeah getting hurt is not fun but yeah. It's kind of like all you can do is just be there for your teammates, be there as a positive burn at the oh, sideline. Yeah, yeah. Being there, yeah. Coach Kerr would say I probably have one of the highest IQs ever seen for a football player my age. So what I just did was we had a my sub on defense was someone that never really played football before. So I helped, I walked him through practice mm-hmm. like every day. I told him what to expect and I made it like as simple for him as possible. And uh, he improves like, like really well throughout each game. So I'm like, most players can do that because I watch a lot of film. I know what to expect for each team. Most of these teams I've been playing for my whole life, so I know what to expect. They've been running the same thing. So, yeah, I help my team out on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball, even when I can't practice. For sure. 
Yeah, you know, Kenny, you mentioned earlier, you know, you running, you know, with one hand, the ball with one hand, you know, I feel like you were Michael Vick. Are there any other uh, professional players or college players that you guys like to watch and, like, model parts of your game? Well, I feel like I model, I model my game, my route running. I like to model it like Odell Beckham Jr. and Antonio Brown. I feel like they run really good routes. So when it comes to route running, I feel like that's what I do. Yeah, for me, uh, I just like like just great athletes, people that can just get in space and just make people miss, people that are fast and elusive with the ball in their hands. Like uh, a man that's from Florida entering a draft, not named Kyle Pitts, Cardarius Tony. He's probably one of the best like overall athletes in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch a lot of Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. okay. Saquon, Alvin Kamara. He has very great balance. I look to my balance a lot this summer also. And yeah, those are some of my favorite athletes. Yeah, and I, you know, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, my boy A.B. I know that used to be your boy, you know, on Pittsburgh. Came with Tom Brady to the Bucks and, you know, brought us a championship. So I'm glad you brought that up. Well, I, thought, I thought you were a Patriots fan. Like, yeah. Bro, Tom Brady all the way, bro. Don't get this confused. Don't get this confused. Nah, no bandwagon. I'm Tom Brady all the way. Okay. Um, so as we mentioned, you know, Coach Carroll kind of like, you know, taking you through the season, especially in your injury. This year, it was Coach Carroll's last year, not only teaching at Bolden, but, but coaching in the program 30-plus years. What are some of the best things, Kenny, we'll go to you first. What are some of the best things that you think you were able to take away from being coached by Carroll and just being around Carroll? Well, I feel like before they teach you, to, before coaches, well, Carroll, before he teaches you to be a football player, they teach you how to be a man first. You know, getting to practice, but even because on time isn't on time. You show up 15 minutes, mm-hmm. early, you show up 15 minutes earlier on time. Just, just showing you how to be prepared. And I feel like the way he looks at life sometimes, you know, he can joke, he jokes around a lot, a whole lot. He has his positive mentality, but but then he can get on you in a snap and really push you. Yeah, for me, first off, I just wanna say I'm amazed. This man's been coaching for over 30 plus years. I don't mm-hmm. know how he's done it. He's been doing a great job here at Bolton mm-hmm. all his 30 years. And uh, for me, with my experience with Carroll, I've been with him for three years. He's a little bit hard on me my sophomore year. He's about to move me back down to JV. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, he's a great coach. Uh, the way the way he runs offense, he like very, it's very simple for everyone. It's like, this is what we're running. We got to do it. We're not really thinking. There's not much scheme to his offense. It's just, hey, we're doing this. And some people will say that's bad, but I actually like it. Cause like once you get a feel for the offense, it's like, and you have like everyone that can execute, it could like almost be unstoppable. But I've seen it be unstoppable before. Uh, we haven't really been executing well in my past two years, but I've seen it in the past and what he's done. Because I've only caught the end of his career. I've seen it in the past. He's made it work very well. Mm-hmm. He has some great athletes here. He coached them up well. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Coach Carroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've only had Coach Carroll as a gym teacher. Even just having him as a gym teacher, I can tell. Just such a great dude. Yeah, yeah I can tell he's a wonderful coach. Um, so, are you guys looking to play football um, at the next level or even, you know, beyond that? Uh, yeah, right now, I'm going to Nassau. That's a very tough team to make. Probably one of the best junior colleges in the nation. If you make a team, if you make a name for yourself, get your grades right, yeah. maybe even get some D1 looks. I mean, I can't really talk about what I'm going to like transfer out from Nassau, but right now, I'm going to Nassau. I have some contacts there. So, I could probably make a team. Mm-hmm. I just got to find a spot on that team. That's my goal. Sure. Uh, no comment. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> Should we determine? Um, like, thinking over your past four years, JV, varsity, offseason, whatever, what would be some of your best memories from the Baldwin football program? My best memory? 
uh, probably in the 10th grade, we was blown out Hicksville. It was that third game of the year. I got in for my first time on varsity. I had like a 50-yard run. But that was mad I didn't score. I should have scored because I said if I scored, we were going to have a party at my house and I didn't score. <laughs> well, what's it called? Like just having a team around me because at that point I knew, hey, even though it was uh, our backups against their backups, I'm like, hey, maybe I do belong here. I found a way. Then uh, two weeks later, I ended up making my first start with the actual starters against Oceanside. That game did not go well. We was missing two very key players, and I had to step up. Mm. We lost like 35-0, but I wasn't really concerned about the loss. Me personally, I was my first start, and I pretty had a mistake-free game. Let's say I make plays. It wasn't really expecting me to make plays. I was young, but I didn't make no mistakes. Now it's the base part, and I moved on forward, mm. and it led to a pretty solid junior year, and mm. I had very, like, two good senior games. Yeah, so. and Oceanside's one of the, the – the best programs and the toughest opponents that you know we face in Nassau mm -hmm. so if, you know, if you're getting a good start and you know being proud of yourself for that game is definitely definitely a good memory what about yeah. you Kenny yeah for junior year I'd like to say that well first the seven on sevens in the summer that we go to that coach Carroll organized uh, we would go up to like Hewlett I think those are really fun you know driving with the seniors and then we just have the windows down music music loud mm -hmm. driving down the highway you know, it was a fun experience, and the seven on sevens, of course. You know, getting that first experience, that first real ex starting experience of varsity. But really, I'd like to say that tenth grade year, we played some. We played two tough teams, Oceanside and Freeport. Against Oceanside, I had three touchdowns, and um, and those were just really hard fought games where I feel like, oh, I had to, I have to step up. I gotta do what I gotta do. I gotta put the team on my back. And against Freeport, I remember Sage, Sage Burke. He had three touchdowns that game. And then I know that I was hold, we, was, we were holding it down on defense. I had a really good defensive game that game. And those are just games I'll remember forever. Sure. Yeah, you know, I got to ask because, you know, I was a part of the pep band. And I know Sophia, she used to go to a lot of football games too. Did you guys miss, you know, having all the fans? Because for, for our football games, you know, the stands were always packed. Yeah. Stands were always packed. You know, you had the pep band. We were always playing. Even though sometimes, I'm not going to lie, you did get cold just sitting there. <laughs> You know, for metal instrument in your hand, but you know, I still I missed it, man. I miss it. So you know, did you guys miss having you know at your home games all the fans and the yeah, pet man? Especially the pet rallies and the homecomings. Yeah. yeah. I was like blessed as hey, I've been on varsity since tenth grade. So I get three these. Most guys get two. Yeah. But I ended up getting two a low because of Corona. So I'm like, yeah. But I mean, honestly, Coach Carroll taught me this, and Ramirez told me too. When you're playing. You shouldn't really be focused on the fans. You right. just gotta be focused yeah. on the game. It's great to have people like supporting you, but when you're in the moment, you're not really thinking about who's watching. Yeah, it's yeah. like a scout is watching. Or right. Or yeah. That's really the only time you're gonna be concerned of who's watching. Uh, yeah, I would like to say that uh, I definitely miss fans because once you once you make a big play, you hear that roar yeah. in the crowd. Yeah. And that roar, you. I feel like the roar wherever you go, it's the same exact roar that you hear. Yeah. So like I know after I make a big play. Even I know that I'm I'm if we're at home I'm gonna look to the crowd for one person so you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, looking at the younger guys in the team, who do you really see stepping up next year and and being really impactful for the program? Uh, we got two freshmen by the name of Jake and Jack. Now Jake was a starting lineman as a freshman. He played right guard. He actually handled it pretty well. He has a lot to learn. We ran a very complicated offense last for this year compared to what we ran last year. It's a big step in terms of scheme, schematics. Yeah. And he handled it very well. He knew what he was doing. Uh, he just got to get in the weight room, get a little faster, and like, probably gain some weight. 
he'll be a stud. Mm-hmm. Right? I expect all county from him. Mm-hmm. And with Jack, uh, it's a big guy too. He he didn't necessarily start, but he did play, mm-hmm. and uh, he did a good job at nose tackle, eating up blocks, so Keon can make plays at middle line. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, two. Ju- I feel like two juniors, Daniel Taylor. Uh, he's a wide receiver, and um, Sean Platt. Mm-hmm. He's a running back, receiver, corner. I feel like Daniel. He. I feel. I feel like I see a little bit of me in him. Mm-hmm. You know, he can run routes, <laughs> even lining up at corner, playing defense sometimes. I know I got routed up by him sometimes, so you know that's respect. So I, I, I told him after the last game, you know, keep working, develop, develop, and you know you'll get to where you want to be. And with Sean. I know he, he plays basketball as well, so mm-hmm. I know he's an athlete. So yeah, I, I saw him the last game we had. Had a, he had a big run for a touchdown. So you know, I just tell them keep working, develop, listen to your coaches, and you know you'll be good. Yeah, and Kenny, you came from basketball, and a couple more guys came up to, to varsity football with you from basketball. Was that kind of cool to to have two consecutive seasons with some of those guys that you know from ball? Yeah, with Josiah definitely, because mm-hmm. it's like. I've I've known him for a while. He was pretty. He was really the first the first person I knew in Bolden. Yeah. And playing playing basketball with him, straight to football, it's just a cool experience. You know, just around him a lot. Yeah. All right. So I know you guys are big NFL fans, and as you guys know, you know the draft is coming mm-hmm. up. You know, it's coming up pretty close. So, are you guys excited about anything specifically about the draft? Uh. I want to see where Kyle Pitts goes. Mm-hmm. I want to see what happens with Devonta Smith, Matt Jones. I want to see where Trevor Lawrence goes, Justin Fields. Uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting draft. Mm-hmm. I want to see where this guy Penny Sewell goes from Oregon. They probably say if there wasn't no Trevor Lawrence, he'd probably be the best player in the whole yeah. draft. And you don't really see offensive linemen be like the best player in the whole draft. Right. So I'm really looking forward to what he can do. Yeah, I, just, I want to see where Justin Fields goes. And I want to see who my team, the Steelers, pick up in the first round. Yeah. Speaking of teams, I know Kenny's favorite team is the Steelers. What's your favorite team, Maurice? The Broncos. They're not doing well. The Broncos. It's really. That's tough. I'm not going to lie. That's tough. Yeah, they haven't really been good since I was like 7th grade out of like Super Bowl 15. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. They were building. I mean, hopefully they'll get better in the next two years mm-hmm. to come. Hopefully this year. But I just got to see what happens. Sure. All right, guys. Well, it's time in our interviews that we do our unbearable questions. Um, my unbearable question is, you know, getting your name called out for the starting lineup, say it's like the Nassau County chip or something bigger than that. What is the walkout song that's got to be played, you know, when they call your name and your number? I don't really have one. I tell them to play anything. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just tell them to play anything. I'm not really that kind of person. I just walk out. I'm really just about the game. Yeah. What I got to do, make plays, that's me. Uh, I would say... Uh, young boy never broke again. Slime mentality, you know, it gets you, a, it gets you a, a real feel. It makes you feel like, yo, I can really dominate. You know, I'm telling you, bro, Kenny's the biggest young boy fan I know. Yeah, him yeah. And my boy Cameron, I know you know Cameron, bro. I know you know Cameron too. Always on that young boy. So my unbearable question is, you know, it's a day before a big game. Come on, what what are you having for dinner? What are you having to eat? Whatever my mom makes. It's really breakfast for me. I typically have some eggs with bacon, sausages with that, probably pancakes too, because I typically like to take in a lot. Mm-hmm. I have like a little bit of small and stuff, like a sandwich. Uh, I take like about an orange and a banana when I go. Definitely a lot of water. You got to hydrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really more like the breakfast over dinner for me. My mom for dinner, she typically makes like rice, chicken, all that healthy stuff that I can take in and eat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's typically me out there. I got you. Oh, well, yeah, night before, my dad will make some mac and cheese. 
And, mm-hmm. and I'll have some ribs with that, like ribs, steak, or chicken, and like a lot of water. And then for breakfast, I'll have waffles, eggs, bacon, sausage, you know, and orange juice, and more water, you know. Yeah, I think so if I, I think if I ever ate that much before a game, I would it would be awful. For, <laughs> I, it, I would go so downhill. I mean, it's not like our games are like at two out. I mean, for me, I don't know why I've been doing this. I've always been waking up very early. Yeah. Game. Our games mm-hmm. started two. We have to be at the school typically around twelve or one. If it's an away game, twelve. If it's a home game, one mm-hmm. or like twelve thirty. And what's called? I always like been waking up at like early. Like the earliest I ever woke up was like six before a game. Jeez. I don't know. I was probably nervous or something. Yeah. I don't know why. Like mm-hmm. before I just wake up early. Uh, this year it hasn't been that bad. I wake up around like seven thirty eight. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I have four hours. So I'm like, okay, I can eat a big meal. And then yeah, I have I have time for lunch too. Yeah, yeah I just probably just chill, play video games, get my mom right. If I have a lot of schoolwork to do, I just do some schoolwork before the game, mm-hmm. watch film. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Uh, thank you guys for coming. That's all we got. Yeah. Thank, you, <laughs> thank you, Kenny and Maurice, for that wonderful interview. If you enjoy hearing about these experiences as much as we do, feel free to leave a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast platform you listen from. For updates and information about the show, go give us a follow on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for the incredible job that you always do. Thank you to all of our listeners. Keep up the support and tune in next time for the Boulder and Bruin Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Baldwin Bruins Sports Podcast. Be sure to follow us on all streaming platforms. Check us out on Instagram at Bruins Podcast. Join us next time for more news, analysis, interviews, and everything Baldwin sports.